Welcome back, Rosebuds! Today for Ghost Tales to Tell in the Dark, we have four horrifying haunted house stories for you. If you're new here, this series, Ghost Tales to Tell in the Dark, is patterned after that old 90s show, Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. Each episode features a collection of stories that are allegedly real-life encounters, except for one that is made up. Have fun guessing which stories are true and which one is the fake. Make sure to listen all the way to the end where I'll reveal the imposter story. With that, let's get going with our four horrifying haunted house tales to tell in the dark. Story number one, Someone in the Hall. I live in the Bishop Worthington residence, otherwise known as the White House Apartments, and apparently it's registered as haunted. The mansion was built around 1885 in the Gold Coast area of Omaha, which later became Little Italy. After Bishop Worthington moved out, the mansion was converted into a hospital, then a hospice, and then finally an apartment complex. Considering its history as a medical building for so many years, one could assume that a lot of people died on the property. Ironically, it's also right next door to a funeral home. You can find several articles and apartment reviews online that involve ghostly encounters from past residents. These include an apparition of a woman in a white gown who will smile at you and then disappear, and an eerie tapping sound after 2 a.m. that travels down the hallways. No one can figure out the source. When I moved into the apartment building and overheard that it was haunted, I just thought the neighbors were joking. Didn't give it much thought. That was until a few months later when I started having a few encounters of my own. One evening, I was watching TV with my now ex-girlfriend, when all of a sudden in the kitchen, the cord on my toaster that was hanging off the edge of the counter started swinging back and forth really fast, and the plug smacked against the counter, almost like someone walked by and hit it. We stared in disbelief for a good 15 seconds before it stopped moving, and I just thought, well, that just happened. Another time I was hanging out in my bedroom late at night, and I kept hearing what sounded like someone dropping things in my living room. I went out there, only to find a couple of my things knocked off a shelf. I put them back on the shelf, and about 15 minutes later, it happened again. And no, I don't own a cat. There have also been several times where I could hear footsteps from above, which might have a rational explanation if... I didn't live on the top floor of the complex. But the craziest encounter happened to me just the other night. It was a particularly hot night, and being an old apartment building, each floor has to share a thermostat. At about 3 a.m., I was about to go into the hallway to turn the thermostat down when I thought I heard loud footsteps down the hallway. I peeked my head out the door and stood there waiting to see if someone was there. There was no one there, and the loud footsteps never stopped. As I was standing there peeking out of my door, the lights in the hallway began to flicker. I could see, on the baseboards down the hallway, a shadow moving along them that looked like it was made of smoke. That's when I realized what I thought were just footsteps coming down the hall was actually a loud tapping sound like someone hitting their fingertips against the wall every few seconds. 
the tapping started getting closer and louder. I thought to myself, nope, and shut the door. About 20 minutes later, I couldn't deal with the heat anymore, so I mustered up the courage to open my door and peek out. To my relief, the tapping sound was gone, and the flickering had stopped. I walked down the hallway to turn the thermostat down, but the whole time, it felt like I was being followed. A creepy experience for sure, and it's been on my mind ever since it happened. Story number two, Something in the Loft During the three years we lived in this house, several of our family members and I experienced hauntings. The first one was when my Catholic mother-in-law stayed in the loft upstairs. She told my husband to be quieter coming up the stairs one morning as it had disturbed her sleep. He told her that he had not gone upstairs at all yesterday. He'd come home late and went straight to our bedroom, which is on the bottom floor. She insisted that she had heard heavy footsteps coming up the stairs the night before. So loud, it woke her so she knew she didn't imagine it. Later that year, when our 19-year-old son moved into the loft between his college terms, he also said he'd heard loud footsteps on the stairs. He knew he was definitely home alone. Understandably, he was very freaked out. One night, after our son had gone back to college, I was home alone. When I heard footsteps going up the stairs, at first I thought, why is my husband going upstairs? I went to look, and nothing. Then I suddenly realized I had not heard the front door open, which meant he wasn't home. When our son came home for spring break, he stayed in the loft again, though he didn't hear footsteps that time. I, however, was awakened one night by the sound of children's laughter. I thought he had left the TV on in the living room, but when I went to check, nothing. My husband was the stoic type and didn't believe me. The next night, we were in our bedroom and we both heard laughter. It was like playful laughter. He said, I'll get it, probably thinking the same thing I had. The TV had been left on. He came back looking pale. I said, I told you. I'm not one to generally believe in stuff unless I can prove it, but it was strange. I did feel better when we moved out, but that could have just been my imagination. Story number three, Hide and Seek. When I was 10 or 11 years old, I lived in this house in the projects. I'm sure there were deaths in that house, if not that house, the neighborhood. In the three years I lived there, the neighborhood had several drive-by shootings and gang members getting killed or druggies ODing. The house we lived in was tiny, maybe only 600 square feet with one bedroom. My mom slept in the bedroom, and my brother and I slept on the pull-out couch in the living room. Basically, the living room was our bedroom. That's kind of irrelevant, though. Shortly after we moved in, this little girl about my age started showing up at the front door. It was summertime, and we had a screen door and windows. Nature's air conditioning to keep the house cool. The girl would crouch down and peek through the screen. I would go over to the door and try to talk to her, but she always ran away. One day I saw her and ran to the door and yelled at her, Hey, come back! But as soon as I got there, she was gone. 
I heard a rustling noise and looked up in the shrubby-like tree we had in the front yard. She was up in the branches. I could only see her face just peeking out. It was only like five feet off the ground, so not impossible to get up there, but still improbable given the timing. Only being a kid, I thought it seemed odd, but didn't give it too much thought. Then I went back to sitting on the couch and watching TV. Not even a minute went by, and I saw movement out of the corner of my eye. Someone was crouched behind the big chair next to our couch. I thought it was my little brother, even though I was sure he wasn't home. Maybe he came through the back door, and I hadn't noticed him? I stood up and went to the chair. I peeked behind it, about to yell at my brother. It wasn't him. I stumbled back, and my breathing amped up. It was the same little girl. It was only a second before I moved forward to look again, and then she was gone. Later, when I was older, I thought back on it, and my theory? She was a poor victim of the depressed neighborhood we lived in, and she was a lonely spirit. Mom always said our family was spirit-sensitive, but I didn't believe her until I had that experience with the little ghost girl trying to play hide-and-seek. Story number four, The Phone in the Nook My sister told me this story when I was in high school. Before I was born, my family moved into an old house that was built sometime in the 1940s. It had a lot of antiquated design features. At the time of its construction, these amenities were very modern. One such feature was the phone nook. This was a small shelf in the center of the house for a phone. We're talking like those old rotary phones, if you know what that is. Households only had one phone at a time, and they were connected to a landline. When they moved into the house, there was an old black rotary phone with white numbers on the dial sitting in the nook. Though it was no longer plugged in, my parents still kept it as a nostalgic decoration. My sister said that she would pretend to answer the phone sometimes, playing make-believe games like house and such. One day she picked up the line and heard a dial tone coming from the phone. Not sure what to do, she told her mom. My mom thought it was all part of a game, so she picked it up and was going to pretend talking when she heard the dial tone too. She dropped the phone in shock. After that, she picked it up and put it in the closet. Later that week, my father asked where the phone was and my mom told him she put it in the closet. He asked why, but she just said that she wanted to put something else in the nook. That night, my sister said their conversations over dinner were suddenly interrupted when the phone in the closet started ringing. The table fell silent. My mom got up, went to the closet, grabbed the phone, and threw it in the garbage can outside. It kept ringing the whole time until it was in the can. When she came back, she told our dad that we needed to find a new place to live. Well, Rosebuds, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Before I do the reveal for our creative fictional story, don't forget to smack that thumbs up button and subscribe. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, why not share it with a friend? It really helps us out more than you might realize. Do you have any suspicions about which one the imposter story is? Leave us a comment and tell us which one you think it might be. 
All right, on to our imposter reveal. Story number three, hide and seek, about the child who discovered a ghost child running around the house trying to play hide and seek with them was our fictional story today. I don't really have inspiration to share on how I came up with this story, just some good old fiction produced from the creative mind of yours truly. I hope you enjoyed them all the same. Anyway, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care and stay creepy.